0: Welcome to Bundesliga recap match day 23. And there was some very interesting action on this match. It honestly kind of perplexed me on some of the matches. I, in the previous episode, hyped up Leipzig. I thought they were going to win no problem. That did not happen. I thought it was going to be a pretty quick match. I didn't think it was going to be too hard for Leipzig. I thought Dortmund were playing fine. But I thought Leipzig's run of form was going to take them, and it didn't. Dortmund ended up winning 2-1, but on stats, watching the game back, Leipzig probably should have won. They had better chances, more of the better chances, they had higher expected goals, over double the shots, double the shots on target, and in the game, Leipzig absolutely pinned them into their own side for a good stretch of the game and really really into that second half absolutely smashed him should have won this game 62 percent of the possession to leipzig and it was just wave after wave after wave i don't know how they didn't score more than one royce got a goal on a penalty amre Jean got a um a long shot to take a few deflections and it went in forsberg got the goal for leipzig but overall dortmund good win they stay level with Bayern, but I don't think they would be too happy about this performance. Leaves a little bit lacking. And then today, same thing happened. Not the same result, though. They played Chelsea, lost to nothing. I'll recap that later this week. But Dortmund not in the greatest. They're not playing the greatest. Also, Hoffenheim only won nothing after Hoffenheim's just been so poor. But I Dortmund just aren't really playing the way they should be. And they played fine overall in the game, but right now the goals are drying up a little bit, and I don't know, I'm, I'm a little curious to see where this where they can jump back into form, but I, I don't really see it right now. And here's the problem I wanted to go over with the Bundesliga. Dortmund, their best player right now, I would say is Jude Bellingham, and he's going to be sold. The problem with the Bundesliga is there's only one team that can keep star players, and that's Bayern. Dortmund are great at developing players, but they can't keep any. And neither can any of the other teams, it seems like. So, right now, I think that's the Bundesliga's biggest problem. They cannot keep players. And because they can't keep players, no one's going to be able to challenge Bayern, and the title race is going to get boring. I think Dortmund can challenge Bayern deep. I don't think they can... Beat them though, and I think it it just comes down to Bayern can keep their players. I know Bayern steals players, but Bayern keep their own star players, and no other team can do that. And because of that, that's why I believe the Bayern is so far ahead of everyone else. And I think that's why Bayern will still continue to be ahead of Dortmund and Leipzig because Leipzig's best player, and cuckoo, he didn't play great in this game, but He's going to, most likely, he's going, on, going off to Chelsea, so losing him is a huge blow. So, it's just both of the top, I would say probably the top two teams to challenge Bayern, they're both going to lose their star player to Premier League clubs. So, I, I just don't really see it right now. I mean, assuming Jude Belliam does go to the Premier League, he's English, I suspect he would, but... Real could be in the Real Madrid could be in the conversation along with maybe a few PSG or another super team, but I mean I just don't really see any any way Dortmund can keep him, and that's the issue with the Bundesliga. It's just talent deficit, and Bayern can keep their players and no one else really can. Moving on to another match though, Mainz versus Hoffenheim. Um, yeah, this was a different. This is an interesting game, and mainly just because Hoffenheim are just kind of a mess. And I think that goes, pr- I mean, without saying, they're a good team, right? I, 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 I think they're a good team. They have the talent. I like Pellegrino Monorazzo, partly because he's American, but he's also been a good coach. He was a good coach at Stuttgart. He kept them up when they had no business being kept kept up. Their squad value was so much less than everyone else. And he kept Stuttgart up for so long. But he just cannot find a way with this Hoffenheim team. Mainz deserve the victory. And I'm not surprised, but I'm Hoffenheim just have so much more talent. Kasper Dolberg, who I hyped up last game, didn't play that well. Baumgartner had another good game, but he's just not providing goals or assists. And now he's suspended uh, with yellow cards. So it's just they can't really find a break. They've got good players. Like, the amount of attackers that they have that I think could make a difference on most teams is out, is just a ton. Like, they have so many talented attackers. And for a team that's currently sitting 16th, I mean, it's crazy to me. I It blows my mind. In my opinion, they should be challenging for... Top 8 in European spots. So I, I don't really understand what the heck is going on with Hoffenheim. It's a mess. On Looking on the other side, talk about a team punching over their weight. Might. They're finally starting to get more goals than they did last season. Their defense isn't as good. I Both fences' defense is usually a little bit better. But, I mean, they're finding goals. They're finding wins. They get these wins, which are so important. That's why they're sitting 7th right now which is quite good. Their goal difference is a slightly lower. and their I mean, their goals four is always going to be lower because it's Bose Svensson isn't the most attacking manager. But overall, I'd say it's a pretty dang good season for Mainz, and this was a pretty good performance. Uh, they had a goal ruled out for offsides. And overall, I think they looked pretty comfortable in this victory, getting the goal early on from uh, Leonardo uh, Barrero. Who scored? Um, who scored on his hundredth Bundesliga game, which is quite kind of cool. Also interesting, he's from Luxembourg. He's got to be probably the best player to ever come out of Luxembourg. I think that's just a little bit of a fun fact and uh, pretty interesting. Been a pretty decent player for them this season. Going on to another game, uh, Bokum v v Schalke, and Schalke. This is a good story to follow, right? There's, everyone, everyone's penciling them in. They're going down. They're going down. And then four draws and two wins in their last six games. They haven't, they haven't lost in six games. Now all of those four were zero zeros, but then they've just scored two goals in back to back games, and they hadn't done that, like I said in my previous podcast, since August. Like they hadn't been able to score. They're finally starting to be able to score. goals are finally going their way, but here's the issue. This was a good win. It's a a way win. This is a six-point swing in the relegation battle. Bochum now are tied with Schalke. Bochum are now going down to 18th. Schalke are at 17th just because of goal differential. But looking at the stats, looking at the game, Bochum could have won this game, probably should have won this game. How Philip Hoffman doesn't open the scoring in the seventh minute, I will never know. If you have time, watch it. It's absolutely a howler. Expected goals are 0.85. They're never that high. Like, a penalty is like 7.5. Or 0.75. Like, it doesn't happen. Like, the expected goals that higher just don't happen. And the fact that 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 even happens is just ridiculous. That he missed it, too. But overall, I'd say Schalke... Did play pretty well. They had more shots, the same amount of shots on target. Um, but I'd say overall it was much better from uh, Schalke in the second half. And uh, that's where they get um, both their goals right out of uh, halftime. And then they get um, right out. And then in the 79th minute from Butler, Remen own goal, which was kind of weird. He kind of pushed it over his line, which is odd. But I mean, Schalke will take it. They need the three points. And now they're firmly in this relegation battle. They've reestablished themselves. And all the credit in the world has to go to Thomas three I mean, I thought it was a questionable hire, seeing that he wasn't the greatest with Boca. He was fine. He did pretty well. But he hadn't really had any experience before Boca. And he was a player coach there. Like, he, he, he played there before. So, like, he had a lot of connection with that club. So... I mean, it was he let he he had to leave, and then he got hired by Schalke, and he's just been so good. I mean, tough start, but he's really put them into a um, a defensive uh, fortress, and uh, getting their key players. Uh, Zalazar gets the assist, and Butzler, uh Butzler gets the goal. He's got five, which is pretty good for a team that hasn't scored too many. They've only scored 18 goals, the fewest in the Bundesliga, by uh, six. So, I mean, getting their players to score is pretty much how Schalke is going to win because their defense is, right now, pretty much second to none. Oh, we'll look at Gladbach versus uh, Frankfurt. A 0-0 game. Not much to this game, but I wanted to point out Freiburg still struggling to score. And Gladback should have won this game. Plie missed a sitter, just like, um, just like in the other game, like what I just pointed out, how um, Philip Hoffman missed a sitter. That's the exact same thing Plie did. I mean, these these, these the, the, both of these goals got to go in. Like it's pretty there. And then Benson Miami gets a red card, so he gets a red card in the eighties uh, 87th minute, or, eight? yeah, 87th minute, I mean, it doesn't matter too much, but, it's, it's just kind of dumb, I don't know how you get, I mean, go watch it, because he gets a yellow, and then gets another yellow, and gets a red, like, it's just so dumb, it was not the smartest move from him, I mean, Gladbach should have gotten three points from this, And they're not near the relegation battle. They're 11 points away from that, so I'm not worried about that. But if they want to get up to Europe spots, which are a bit away, they need three points from these games and just couldn't get it. Freiburg, on the other hand, just falling off the pace. They're starting to drop points, which isn't great. Um, They've drawn their last two games. Games that they didn't play that well. And um, scoring's kind of gotten dry for them. But yeah, they just didn't really have it. They only had like three shots in the box, and everything else came from outside. And they only had three shots on target, with very, very little troubling Gladbach's keeper, um, Tobias Stipple, who's their third choice goalkeeper, and just the only one healthy. Although he'd have made a really fantastic save, save uh, at, at one point in the match. But overall. Freiburg disappointing attack, Gladbach should have won this game. Now going on to Mainz versus Hoffenheim. And this Oh, I yeah, I talked about this, sorry. My bad. We'll go back to um we'll go back to Augsburg versus Bremen. And this one I thought was really interesting in the way Augsburg pulled it off, but Bremen dominated every stat, should have scored many more goals, they only got one in the 16th minute that um, canceled out the six-minute goal Augsburg scored and and then uh, Meyer scored the winner in the forty-six minute. But Augsburg, right out of the start of the game and right out of halftime score, interesting. Werner Bremen weren't really up for it. But I think the biggest thing that just confuses me in this is how Bremen go from such a great victory, comprehensive, dominating, and then just stop and stagnate and just cannot continue to improve. They're sitting 11th. Again, they're tied with Gladback. They're 11 points out. I'm not concerned with them in the relegation battle. It's a key three points for Augsburg, who are now eight points out of that relegation battle. And I'm not surprised that Augsburg uh, are doing fine. They, they get these victories that are huge. But if you look at it, it really shouldn't have happened. All the stats point told towards um Bitter Bremen, uh Dion derange Bajil, uh Croatian striker that Augsburg uh signed in the winter trans- um winter transfer uh period uh from Croatia from the Croatian league. And it was just really, really interesting um to see he just didn't he didn't play a whole very well. His expected goals wasn't great, but he gets the goal and gets the win uh, for Augsburg. But I mean, I, I don't know what is wrong with Bremen. They're really inconsistent. And with the team they have and with the team that's performing so well, I don't know why they're not uh, competing for Europe. This is one of the best Bremen teams I've seen in a very long time. Surprised me. Just come back up from the Bundesliga and just absolutely firing. I mean, Leonardo Bittencourt has been playing well. He gets an assist in this game. And they've got players that have been playing well all season. Amos Piper, um, he, he was a pickup from um, Armenia Bielefeld who's been playing pretty good this season. Christian Gross has been playing well. And uh, Marco Friedel has been playing well. Their back line has been very good. Pavlenka has been good. So I just don't really see why they've been so inconsistent. And then when you have Nicholas Fulcrew, who's having the season of his life at age 30, 14 goals. I mean, I really don't understand why um, Vetter Raymond aren't higher and aren't scoring a ton of goals. Very inconsistent. Their expected goals in this game were over two. So, I mean, looking at it from all point of views, it's a very interesting Bremen team. And I just wonder, I think what... Um, Oli Werner's done is exceptional, right? He's transferred a team that just came up into one of the better teams, in my opinion, playing and, like, watching them in the Bundesliga. But I wonder what he could do more just because how inconsistent they tend to be. That's a lot on Bremen, though. We'll move on to Union versus Cologne, which, again, another 0-0 game. In a game that Union played fine, but looking at it, they draw points again. They're falling off the pace, and now they're getting. Cl- they're only two points out of getting, uh, like losing a Champions League spot, which is really interesting. And now they're five points out of the uh, race for first play- race for the title. So I mean, they've really taken a few steps back. They haven't been. They haven't got a league win since February the eleventh, which is saying quite a bit. They. have I mean, they draw this game to Cologne. They lost 3 nothing to Bayern. They drew 0-0 to Schalke. So, and they got knocked. And, I mean, they did stay up in the Europa League. They knocked out Ajax. So, that was a very big positive. But, overall, they didn't play very well in this game. And Cologne, I thought, could have won the game. They had they had some decent chances. But, overall, I think a 0-0 kind of deserves it. There was This wasn't the best game to watch. And overall, kind of left me wanting uh, a little bit more from both teams. But, I mean, Cologne as a position, they're doing fine. This isn't the season they had last season. Uh, They were much better. But they're eight points out of the relegation zone. It's a key point. They need to continue to to build off of this, though. Separate themselves so they don't even have to worry about the relegation battle. Because they're not going to get into Europe. But... Staying up this season is going to be vital because a few losses in a row and you don't know what's going to happen at the bottom of this table. Speaking about a team on the bottom of the table, Stuttgart played Bayern Munich. And this went about as, I mean, the th- points were went to where you thought they were going to go. Bayern got three points, but it wasn't as clear as I thought it would be. Bayern would have much better stat in terms of expected goals, but shots on target, Stuttgart had four, Bayern had six, and the shots overall were kind of close, like, Stuttgart hung around more than I thought they were, and Stuttgart made it tough, so credit to them, but overall, they are in a really bad patch of form, they did beat um, Cologne on February the 18th, but before then, they hadn't won um, in the league since November 8th, so they haven't really been able to pick up points recently and uh two losses in a row to Schalke and Bayern and they're f- f- finding themselves tied on points with the 18th place Bochum four teams are on tied with are tied at 19 and Hertha Berlin are tied um uh, with 20 points I'll get to Hertha Berlin in the next match but overall i feel like Bayern had a great game Overall, they um I would say their game plan for the first half and the first part of the second half was pretty good. Um And the thing I've been calling out for, and I've been saying Julian Nagelsmann needs to do, is put Thomas Muller at Cam, the number 10 spot, central attacking midfielder, and let him pull the strings, let him decide how the game goes. And that's what he finally decided to do. And now Byron, he, I mean Thomas Muller, has three assists in the last two games he started for Bayern Munich. So, I mean, if that doesn't tell you I don't know what will like Jamal Musiala moved out to the left wing and then gets a and gets an assist. So, if he can play on the left wing and play decently well, then I don't understand why Thomas Muir doesn't get a spot because if Musiala can play on the uh the the wide i i mean i really do think there's nothing else stopping Nagelsman for putting Mueller at the position i believe he deserves to play another thing that interests me from you Nagelsman he switched to a back four again i thought it worked much better i like to see this more and we're just and we're going to just going to have to see how it develops although i mean in this game do have to give credit to Stuart they do play fine Uh, Diego Tomas, who's had a tough season, um, gets an assist, so hopefully that maybe spurs him on for a decent run of form, which can kickstart Stuttgart into a few points. We'll see. He's a brilliant player when he's on, but he just really hasn't been on uh, of recent. Moving on uh, to players who are just starting to get on form with Leverkusen. And what I have in my notes is key players are having good games. And that's what Leverkusen need. And that's what they are just got. Daibi gets a goal and an assist. Which he hasn't had the season he had last season. I mean, at least if yet, he still has time to move on and continue to perform. I don't think he'll get the 25 goal contributions he had last season. Right now, he's only sitting on 12. So, a bit of difference there. Uh, as Moon gets another goal his second uh his second straight game with the goal. Um maybe he can become more of a focal point for this um Leverkusen attack. Florian Verts gets an assist. Still it looks like he's working his back his way back from the injury, but looking better. And I think overall he'll he'll really make a difference to this team once he's fully healthy and fully pushing. Uh Palacio's played in the midfield no goal contributions here, but he just played exceptionally well got it um i mean i thought he just played pretty well so shout out to him and then uh fringpong gets a golden assist key uh Schick, off the bench gets an assist and id um aldi from uh, the 22 year old french player gets in a goal off the ass- bench so i mean almost all players from leverkusen had a good game who played so i mean credit to them Credit to Jabi Alonso starting to maybe figure it out. They haven't lost in the last three games, so that's a positive. Uh we'll see Leverkusen. I they're not gonna make Europe. I i be I'd be a little bit shocked. They would have to jump up like eight points. So that's a huge jump, but they can do it. They have the talent to do it, but they've got to get on a little bit better run of form. Credits to them, though they did advance through the Europa League. So we'll see how they go um, on Thursday, and we'll see if they can advance uh, and can continue to advance because that'll be key. If they could win the Europa League, then they could. I mean, through though they'd be in the Euro, um, they'd be in the Champions League, and that's definitely the most likely way of getting into Europe, I would say for them. Moving on to Wolfsburg versus Frankfurt, and this game. This game was quite interesting. I thought it was a pretty good game. Two-two. Uh, um, Wolfsburg, Marmouche, and um, Gerhardt get their goals, and Moani and then Dikka get the goals for Frankfurt. Again, Moani, I mean, he's exceptional. Eleven goals, ten assists. I mean, he's been so good. And Aurelio Buta, um, he gets um the assist, and Dika gets a goal. I mean, Frankfurt played well, but I'd give more credit to Wolfsburg. The stats give credit to Wolfsburg. Watching the game, Wolfsburg moved the ball pretty well. Patrick uh, Vimmer. I mean, listeners. I mean, last year and the start of this year, I've been really high on him. I think he's really fun to watch. He's got great dribbling skills. He gets an assist. He looked really good. Um, And Gerhardt got a goal and assist. So I think he was probably the best player on the pitch today on on this day. But overall interesting game two teams in interesting spots so frankfurt they're instead on 39 points they're only three points off of the champions league spots and with the team they have i think they should make a push but again next year they're gonna be a little bit lacking because almost certainly code milani is gonna leave either in the summer transfer window which there's been a lot of links to premier league clubs and other clubs as well like psg but then Wolfsburg um, are at a different place. They don't have a player that's gonna leave, and they're they're only sitting five points behind Frankfurt. Which I mean, they could make it up, but I think they've they've been in a decent run of form. I mean, not really. They haven't. The I mean, they did win their last game before this one, but before then they hadn't won since January 24th. So they've they've had some up and downs this season. They definitely started out better than it's been going. But if Wolfsburg can continue to get points, at least from every match, they could definitely make a run at um, getting into Europe, which is a huge target for their club, I know. So that's very interesting. But overall, big t- takeaways from this weekend. It's really a two-horse race now. Five-point gap between Bayern and Dortmund and down to Union Berlin. And even seven points to RB Leipzig. So I really don't see any other team that Dortmund and Bayern winning it like remotely. I still think Bayern's going to win it. I think it should be everyone's pick. I mean, I've seen some people think it's Dortmund. I think that's wishful thinking. Obviously, people want to see the Bundesliga get more competitive. And I mean, I explained earlier, I just don't see it happening. But I think the more interesting end of the table is the bottom half, and it has been for the last few seasons. Hertha Berlin, Stuttgart, Hoffenheim, Schalke, Bochum, all in this uh, very scrappy relegation point. and I mean, reminder the top bottom two teams, 17th or 18th and 17th, will go down automatically. 16th are in that uh, relegation playoff, which statistically and historically the Bundesliga team almost always wins. But again, you don't really want to be in that position because it's a, it's a serious home and away and anything can happen. So Hoffenheim currently sit in that place, and Schalke and Boca. Sit in the relegation zone, but Hertha Berlin are only one point above that, and Stuttgart are just in fifteenth, just because of, uh, goal difference. So honestly, I mean, it's anyone's, I mean, it's anyone's call to see who's gonna get relegated this season. I think that's really interesting, and I mean, you could see a team with Hoffenheim's talent get relegated. That'd be absolutely shocking, and to see Schalke's comeback, out of uh, out of having barely any points, to now having nineteen and. Not in last place anymore is quite good. And they're on such a good run of form, they could definitely put some gap between them and everyone else. So that's very interesting. But that will do it for this week's Bundesliga recap. Thank you for listening, and have a great day. Bye.